0: You really don't
1: do that. Um, I would say that's, I mean, that's probably been the biggest difference for me lately, but I might as well take advantage of the opportunity because, so I'll just share my kind of like upcoming a little bit as far as my faith. Um, Sixth, seventh grade, I started going to Jubilee in Elviso, California um, with Josh and Joe. And um, I started going with them on Sundays every once in a while. And we would go to the kids' service. Um, I don't know if you guys in, but his mom and my mom played high school basketball together she was one of the pastors at that church so that was like a very easy tie-in for me to kind of be engaged um and that kind of developed the understanding the the faith so okay so now we're what five six years removed from graduating Mm -hmm. and i still have this to this point have not had any yearning like i need you i want you constantly in my life um You know, even with things that I've seen my family go through, that I've seen friends go through, nothing has ever pushed me or broken me down enough to where I finally decided, you know what, I'm giving this all to you completely. Um, And uh, sure enough, me and Lauren decided to go to Cathedral of Faith, also in uh, San Jose. Uh, We started going to the Wednesday night services. Uh, First service that Pastor Mike was speaking on when I got there was prayer. And he spoke on, uh, I'll bring the verse back, I think it was 2 Samuel 17, 14, something like that. And he spoke on that same verse, all about prayer for six Wednesdays straight. And that was exactly the right message at the right time that I needed to put this into practice. And sure enough, I started to do that. Um, After six weeks, there was a week break between that and Easter. And uh, me and Lauren, we decided to go to Capitola, Um, you know, on the way down and I'll upload this photo later, but on the way down, uh, I saw this Jesus Christ custom made figure out of sea scraps and metals and products that were just found along the street, Um, took a selfie with it just because I thought it was cool, but didn't realize what was about to happen. And uh, we ended up going to breakfast. I was wearing my Kevin Durant jersey. They had blown out the Rockets by 40 the night before. So two or three different people all came up to me, were talking to me about them, things like that. After breakfast, we ended up going to the concrete couches, if you've ever been to Capitola. You know exactly what I'm talking about. There's these concrete couches or or slabs of concrete, literally, that you sit on and you face the water without actually being in the sand. Um, But you're right where the sand meets. And uh, we were just sitting there, just admiring the water. We weren't going to go into the beach or anything. We weren't dressed for it and just enjoying the moment. And uh, in my peripheral... I see a gentleman sit down in front of me, facing me. So his back's to the water, right? So he's obviously going to engage with me. I would say before this moment, 11 times out of 10, I would have been on a, like a negative state of mind. I would have naturally wanted to like, get him the heck up out of my face basically. And, um, you know, I was just, something in me was just like, let's just give him the time of day. We'll see what he wants. And then, you know, we'll take it from there. And, um, Sure enough, he asked me about Kevin Durant and the Warriors, and uh, he gets me talking, jabbing, jabbing away. Um, You know, a few minutes later, the real point of the conversation uh, started to kind of surface, and uh, he's like, well, you know, I actually am just here talking to you because Easter is next week, and I'm just curious as to how you guys feel and what you think about it and things like that, and this was the again perfect timing perfect opportunity for me to share what i was going through in those moments i was just praying and practicing for a month and a half i was starting a business i was doing a bunch of things and god just started finessing his way through my life in such a short amount of time this was i was excited to even just be able to speak on it and share what i was going through and what i was feeling and uh you know so i was able to share that as well as realize that You know, if you ask 7 out of 10 people what happened on Easter, they're not going to know that Jesus rose from the dead. Which is like, I mean, can you think of a more historic moment than the one only person that's ever risen from the dead? I can't think of anything that's better than that. But like I said, 7 out of 10 people aren't going to know what happened on that day. Um, And it's just become more of a holiday that we celebrate with our family than a real remembrance of what's really happened. Um, You know, so... He took a moment to pray for us, uh, everything that I was going through. And long story short, his kids went to the same high school that me and my girlfriend went to. Um, Him and his wife for decades went to the same church that my girlfriend's parents still go to to this day. Um, And there was just so much in common and in relative. And in that moment um, that I was able to decipher for myself that God was literally putting himself directly, physically, tangibly in front of me and nothing has been the same since Hmm. nothing so he's finessed literally finessed way more um, in those days since than he did in those days leading up to that moment so um, I assure you if you were trying to find yourself find God in yourself first and then you'll be able to figure out the rest but you can't figure it out until you know who you are. Right. That's, uh, you know, that's our millennial mystery. We can be whoever we want to be. We can be whatever we want to be. But what are you going to be? So make a decision. What is it going to be? <laughs> no, man, that was powerful. Really hard to, not
2: hard to come after. It's just more of just, I've always grown up in church. I grew up in Jubilee. So it's weird that we didn't see each other. Right. Um, and we probably did, and we just didn't know that we were gonna be here. Yeah. Man, that's nuts. Um, kind of always understood about God and who he is, and um, I guess I've been blessed to know that it's more of a, a relationship with him instead of uh, instead of a uh, religion that you have to follow. Um, but going from that, knowing that God always is gonna be there for me, it made me stray. It definitely made me stray, but um, in a good way because I came back that much stronger. Um, In doing that, when I came back, it was after I got hurt in uh, Fresno, when I tore my ACL, I was like, if this is what I was supposed to do, why am I not doing it? If this is what I've dreamt about since day one um, and I've had, I thought I had a good relationship with God. Why is this happening to me? And so that questioning alone pulled me back in in just the strongest way possible because I wanted to know. I said, all right, God, if you're real, what's going on? Why am I having these issues? And so from that, I dove into his word so much harder um, than what I was doing before just because I already knew he was there. Um, and I was, I wasn't really worried about it. But it wasn't until I went through a treacherous time, or per se, something that was so rough for me, um, it wasn't until then that I came back to God. And in a way, nothing's been the same. But uh, it was also a time where I grew in patience, because yeah, things things are different, but it's still hard. It's still hard to be like, all right, where are you at, God? I I have things that I wanna do, um, but they're not happening yet. And then slowly I get to see as we sit down at something like this with the three of us of just where we were just a month ago, talking Mm -hmm. about stuff like this, uh, stuff that we wanted to do and here we are doing it. Um, So man, Uh, yeah,
0: that's really it. That's really it, John. Um, I think with my walk with God, um, I've always been, I want to I say the strongest. My mom's done a good job of keeping me, you know, um, making, making sure my life with God was right, you know, always asking me. And I've always been the type of person to ask my mom questions about verses and everything like that, trying to pick her brain. Because my mom is, you know, uh, she's pretty powerful in that sense. You know, she, her faith is really strong. And I think that with my walk with God, I think he's put, he's made the title adversity. For sure, you know, a huge topic in my life. You know, I think my story has, has to start with from Valley. I went on to Monterey Peninsula to go play uh, basketball over there. And, you know, I think that's when adversity actually started coming into my life. You know, uh, my brother gave me a car the second year playing J.C. Ball. The car broke down, the clutch broke. And from there, I had to take the bus from San Jose to Monterey every single day. You know, and that sucked. Waking up at 5 a.m., walking to the bus stop, taking the bus. It's a three-hour ride. Getting there, rushing from downtown, going to to, uh, class. Right after that, going to practice, rushing back to downtown, going back home from the bus, working at BJ's every single day, you know, Monday through Friday. And, you know, there was times I wanted to quit, but, you know, I hung in there, and it was a blessing because that season was really good for me, you know, and the experiences I lived on that. I decided to stop playing ball, actually, and I don't know why I made that decision. I was pretty rough, but I stopped playing, and God just kept throwing basketball back in my life. You know, he kept putting it in my face that, you know, you're not done yet. You know, I'm, I'm calling you to do something. You're not done yet. You're, I was pretty much chasing after the win. I was chasing, trying to make money and um, trying to just live my life the way I wanted to, and we, we all had the chance to do that. But God had a better better calling for me. And when I actually really snapped out of it, I was able to get some opportunities and get some looks to go play somewhere. And I came out to University of Antelope Valley in Southern Cal. And I thought it was going to be all good, you know, move to SoCal for the first time. And that is when adversity really, really hit me, you know, in the face really hard. Um, I lost my car. I couldn't make payments on it. I... I didn't have a job out here, so I was just going to school. I didn't know how I was going to pay for school. There was times where my account was in a negative for months. I did not have no money. Uh, walking to school, you know, struggles, it was bad. Sleeping on the floor, I didn't have no bed, you know. So I was really depressed and like, you know, why, God, why would you bring me out here? You know, for what? And one year I opened up this book, you know, Burn Your Goals by Joshua Metcalf. And right when I opened that up, it changed my life. And it was so weird because one, I hated reading. I hated writing. You know, I got into journaling. My mom told me, you need to get a journal. You got a story with everything you're going through. And I started writing, I opened that book and it changed my life. You know, I think God puts everything in your life for a reason. And now today I can honestly look at the process of everything because it's paid off. You know, I had a really good year of basketball. Um, I'm working on books, I'm, I'm writing, I'm working on YouTube channel. There's so many things God has put in my life through all the adversity I've had. And I've started to look at my adversity as an opportunity to grow and to learn. And, you know, I think God, you know, God orders the steps of a good man. He makes us take the steps. There's no other way out, you know, if we really want to be successful, we really want to achieve what he has in front of us. So now I, you know, I truly believe that adversity is is needed. And if we run away from it, I don't think we can ever reach our full potential as a man, as a man of God, as a woman of God, uh, any way you want to. Um, I think another thing I feel like that just
1: kind of rings, uh, with our, maybe our generation, older generations want to call it entitled. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's just selfish. It's a little bit more selfish than entitled. I don't think we feel like we're owed everything. I just feel like we want everything for ourselves. Um, and I think the biggest part in changing yourself is getting over the fact that it's not about you and realizing, like, what we're doing here right now, y- yes, even though it's for our individual growth, yeah. um, God God is literally using three different stories, three different people, three different vessels Um To hopefully reach out to one of you listening to this to make a change in your life. Um, So even though I want to be successful in my own being, I'm doing this because this is what he is calling me to do. Um, We've been trying to find different ways to communicate God to people via social media and. The biggest thing that keeps coming up is this tendency to want to water it down to make it easier for people to digest, but it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. So part of the reason on why we are doing it in this way is so that we can truly speak on how we feel, how we're thinking and what we're going through. Um, And you being able to hear the the genuine tone in our voices so that you're not offended uh, or put off. Um, but you just see that it's just honest And we're just speaking from the heart This isn't for show, this isn't for money uh, We're spending time We're driving more than we're working <laughs> um, To come record 30-40 minutes of audio That we probably could have done at home yeah. well, facts. Yeah. But there is something more behind What each of us are doing And it's not Something that can be Understood by us and it's not something that can be understood by you, so don't uh, don't pressure yourself too much. Just just be open. Okay. Understand that right now you have the opportunity to make your next moment better than your last one, and we're just vouching that God is that opportunity. Absolutely. Um, even though we're hypocrites because we didn't pray as a group before we started recording this. Oh. Um, you know but that's just to show you we are not perfect we're so excited to just start doing this that we didn't we didn't even appreciate the moment that we were sitting in right now right right now right Um, got us here in the first place which is just allows me to show you we're not preaching right we're not putting you down we're not giving you instructions we're just showing you what has worked for us and hoping that maybe you can take some of that twist it with how you live your life, how you see things, how you believe things, and hopefully that can improve and hopefully you can find your way through God, um, you know, for the glory, obviously.
0: Our journey is talking about our journey. That's all it is. Awesome. Yep.
1: So, um, I guess we can we can close with a little prayer wow. um, since we didn't open with one. Yeah. Um, all right.
2: I got it. I got it. Um, Jesus, thank you for uh, today. Thank you for uh, bringing us all together. Um, thank you for everybody who's listening to this. Um, I thank you that you brought them here for a reason, just like you brought us here for a reason, um, so we can reach the people that need to be reached, the people that are feeling just overwhelmed and stressed out when they don't need to be because you're carrying the load. I thank you for making... Um, the load lighter Lord thank you that it could be so much heavier right now Um, if you're breathing right now that's a that's a blessing in itself so um, realize that he's he's there he's right in front of you um, calling you to come to him accept his peace and accept his joy and um, thank you
1: Lord in Jesus name I pray amen i'm gonna i'm gonna keep rolling on that just because i'm just feeling it too absolutely you know the fire just comes you gotta ride it absolutely Uh, (laughs) dear god i thank you for this moment um there's nobody around us that is paying attention to what we're doing we're in a quiet empty room but where two or more are gathered in your name you are there and that in itself is uh I can't be more thankful uh, to know that you're right here and I'm just sitting at this table uh, and your presence is around me. Um, It's just crazy. But I just want us to really be able to digest this moment for what it truly is. And that's just your mustard seed. Uh, We planted it. You're going to do the watering and you're going to take care of the rest. And uh, we leave it up to
0: you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, One thing real quick that fascinates me. It's just showing God's work that I can't really speak, you know, for you, uh, Rudy and Jamal, that I was not thinking this would ever happen. Yeah. After I left Valley. Yeah. I went to Monterey. You know, I kind of lost in contact with you guys. I was just like, yeah. you know, we've been at Valley for years. I'm out. I'm not really trying to talk <laughs> yeah. to nobody. From right, Valley anymore, right. 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 You know? And for us to, to see God just work. To pick people that is making changes in their life and running after God's calling, Mm -hmm. and bringing us together. Right. It's insane. We're
1: just off of just
0: God in general.
1: We're just able to make it happen to come together with more drive than Mm -hmm. somebody trying to, you know, make millions of dollars. Right. Um. So that doesn't show you. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what does um but uh it is monday august 7th we are in lancaster california and uh first two episodes done thank you for listening thank you for your time thank you for your blessings over and out